As a multi-passionate, do you ever feel like there are not enough hours in the day and not enough years in a life to indulge in all of your shiny objects? It's just not practical. I mean, maybe if we didn't have to work and could spend all of our days in leisure time exploring our curiosities. I'm pretty sure this is why I believe in reincarnation. I want to believe if I don't get to everything in this life that I want to do, I get to come back and try again. I need it to be true. So I can do the things I should have done in my 20s and 30s, but know I'm past the point of enjoying now. Things like Mardi Gras in New Orleans and Burning Man. Hopefully next time around, I won't have an aversion to dust. But that's why I'm obsessed with how to extend our lives so we can steal back time to check more of those boxes on our bucket lists. I thought maybe you guys would enjoy an episode about how to do it. You're listening to episode 111 of Multi-Passionate Like a Boss, and I'm your host, Jenny O'Connor. I'm a writer, entrepreneur, and certified shiny object lover, and I'm obsessed with finding the easy way to live the dream. Hear this, my squirrel-brained friends. The most freeing moment of your life will be the moment you discover conventional wisdom isn't meant for you. It's meant for linear thinkers and specialists who are motivated by a different definition of success. We shiny object lovers, on the other hand, know that doing what we love is not a privilege. It's an obligation. That's why in this multi-passionate corner of the internet, we're designing lives and businesses on our terms disrupting how it's always been done and flipping the bird to all of the awful sounding things we should do. So if you're a rebel, a curious misfit, or a creator that shrinks from doing the inauthentic, hit that subscribe button and let's write our own rules for this brave new world. If growing an audience on social media feels like a slog and you're convinced there has to be a better way, there is. It's email. The average ROI for email marketing is $42 for every dollar you spend. Plus, email reaches approximately 79% of the people you send it to. Instagram, 13.5. Ugh. But a lot of folks aren't using this highly effective strategy because they think writing emails is too time-consuming or that they're no good at storytelling. If you've ever thought that yourself, my free guide, Write Better Emails the Easy Way, will change the game and help you craft memorable, money-making newsletters in just minutes a week. Get it now at JennyOConnor.com forward slash email. Hey, boss fam. I am so excited to be back because multiple people reached out asking where the heck I was and when the show was coming back. So thank you to those of you that did a for noticing I was gone and B for being my accountability. The problem was I wasn't inspired or so I thought. Ever since my conversation with Laura Belgray in episode 109, I've been obsessing over this idea of rules. It's why episode 110 was called Stop Shooting on Yourself. Laura's attitude lit a long dormant fire in me. I guess I needed someone to show me that I could just do what I want and be way happier. That conversation made me realize that living under the constant pressure that we're not doing it right and should be doing something different is the best way to waste every good minute of our lives. So I kept coming back to rules. And here's what I know to be true. 
No one knows what they're doing when they first get started. So we start off by mimicking other people. This is how we learn the rules of the game. From there, though, we begin to find our own voice. And guys, that's where I feel I am now. Now that I know the rules of the game, I can selectively choose which rules to break. Don't be surprised if it's all of them. I'm in what I'm calling my cat burglar era, and there's a backstory to that. I'll drop the link in the show notes if you're interested. Because the rules, they're not made for multi-passionates. They don't serve us. They undermine us. Their rules, their standards, their markers of achievement and success, they make us feel doubtful of ourselves, of our own yearnings, I mean, have you ever said to yourself, I'm worried I might have to go get a real job and in so doing, leave behind your entire heart? If you can relate to that, this season is for you. I'm working under a theory now that the only model for success is to avoid all of the world's models for success. So in season three, we're going to follow the stories of people who are doing things differently. They are telling the rules to suck it. And you got a taste of that with Laura Belgray and even Liesl K. Hill back in episode 34, that the title of that episode is rules and how to circumvent them. And what she did was break all of the rules of publishing as they've always been known conventionally in the past. I want more conversations like that. I want more people giving us permission to be lazy, ditch social media, wear athleisure wear all day, or invest in regulating our nervous systems a different way so we don't need Xanax. It's barely a rebrand, but I do have a new tagline for the show, and it is lifestyle design for rule breakers. But I just wanted to tell you guys up front, because if you were here exclusively for the business content, you might be a little disappointed with season three. There will be some, but we're going to lean into the lifestyle design part, because to me, that sounds so luxurious. Let me orchestrate an existence that pleases me. I will take that. Thank you. So I know this might not be for all of you, but also where else can I explore the seasons of my life more freely than on a show called Multi-Passionate Like a Boss with people who understand this tendency more than all of you? So if you think you might be into growing toward your favorite version of yourself on your terms like a boss... I hope you'll stick around. Okay, I have a super fun episode for you today about longevity and how it relates to multi-passionates and how this particular tip for hacking yours is super multi-passionate specific. But first, we have a listener question. This comes from Christina Eisenhower, author and creative empowerment coach at Kaleido Living, and it's Kaleido like Kaleidoscope. And Christina writes... I'm in the midst of the pre-launch email campaign for my upcoming course, The Creative Energy Playbook, which is a live interactive six-week online course to help you get out of the funk and into the flow of your true creative power. I have a small list that I've been sending a weekly muse letter to for two years. How cute is that, by the way? I love it. 
When I ran this course last year, I only sent six emails about it. So I didn't bother with making an automation that would allow people to say no to the course emails, but stay on the newsletter list. No one unsubscribed as a result. But now I feel concerned that if I don't include the automation and verbiage in the email, people will unsubscribe because they don't want to be sold to. And if I do include it, people might take it as an invitation to unsubscribe from everything. I know I'm probably overthinking it all, but I'm just wondering if there isn't a more gentle way to say, I'll be promoting this thing for the next few weeks. So if you're not interested, just delete this email and know that I'll still be serving up all the regular free goodies to help you live a more colorful life that come in the newsletter every Friday. It feels icky either way to me. So I'm curious what your thoughts are on this. So first, I want to address the automation piece. For those of you that might not know what we're talking about here, any email service provider worth its salt allows you to create a custom unsubscribe. So anytime you are running a promotion, you can pop a little blurb in at the top of your email that says, if you want to stay on my email list, but don't want to hear any more about this particular product, click here. So you don't lose them completely. They just don't want to be sold to, or they've already taken that product that that bought that product, taken that course, whatever the thing you give them the freedom of choice. I love ConvertKit because they make the process of creating a custom unsubscribe super, super easy, step-by-step, even for technophobes. And if you're interested in checking out ConvertKit, you can go to jennyoconnor.com forward slash ConvertKit, all one word, and try it out free for 14 days. So here's the reason why this is beneficial. I am on someone's list. I'll be honest, I'm about to unsubscribe because I took a challenge with this person and went through it and completed it. But every time she runs the challenge, I get all of the emails like pushing and pushing and pushing for me to sign up for the challenge. And there is no option to unsubscribe from those and still stay on her list. So here's what's going to happen. I'm going to unsubscribe from the entire list. But in your case, Christina, It's clear that it's not that you're unwilling to use the automation. It just sounds as if you're worried that featuring that option will incentivize people to unsubscribe. Sounds like what you're thinking is that if you just don't offer the option, it won't occur to them. And I completely and utterly relate to this fear. It seems like if you splash, feel free to unsubscribe all over your email in the same way you splash buttons for buy this thing. Who isn't going to unsubscribe? In reality, though, this is a psychologically counterintuitive thing that is happening. So I follow one of my mentors is Tarzan Kay. She's a copywriting professional. She used to write for Amy Porterfield. And Tarzan is aces at the custom unsubscribe. She puts it in multiple places in all of her promotional emails. And the immediate effect that it has on me is, wow, Tarzan really respects me. She respects my freedom of choice. But the other thing that it does is it expresses confidence that what she is offering is good enough that she just trusts that most people are not going to unsubscribe. So it also shows moxie, shows that she believes in herself as well as it shows that she has a great deal of respect for her readers. And we're always talking about energetics in business. Wanting to skirt this issue seems to be operating from a scarcity mindset that doesn't serve you and that people 
your readers might potentially pick up on versus if you are confident that what you are sending is good, that what you have created is extraordinary. I don't think you have to worry. People are going to feel that confidence come through your words in the email and they're not going to unsubscribe. Now, when I say that, Someone or a couple someone's probably will, but think of it as self-selection. It is people who aren't your people taking themselves out of your orbit. And that is getting you closer to having a thousand true fans. That's a thousand super fans who will buy everything that you create, which is all you really need to make a killing. It's also improving your open rates and your click-through rates because those people who aren't interested in what it is that you're talking about are cutting themselves off of your list, out of your orbit for good. So there really is a benefit to doing the custom unsubscribe because of the message that it subconsciously communicates that your stuff is good and only a silly, foolish person would unsubscribe. Christina, I know you want your readers to have all of the autonomy to make whatever choices they want. And the custom unsubscribe is the safest way because then they can stay on your main list. So I think you were asking me for verbiage that might encourage people not to unsubscribe and to just ignore your sales emails, but I don't think you need to bother with that. You can confidently throw that custom unsubscribe. You don't have to do it more than once, but at least the one time. And then I think you can trust in the value of the product you've created And then just promise yourself you won't overreact to a couple of unsubscribes. It's the nature of entrepreneurship. It's just part of doing business. I think that there is a very human tendency to assume that something is going to be way worse than it actually is. And I'm going to bet this is an instance of that and that nothing bad is going to happen. So my advice is use the automation, give them the freedom of choice and believe in yourself because I follow you on Instagram and I think the work you're doing is amazing. And I am sure that the other people in your orbit get that exact same vibe off of you. So I hope that helps you, Christina, and I wish you the very best of luck with your launch. And if those of you listening also have questions that you want answered on the air, you can write to me at Jenny the Wordsmith on Instagram. Shoot me a voice message in the DMs if you want, or you can email me at Jenny at JennyOConnor.com. All right, let's get into the episode. So the rule we are rejecting today is that longevity is about diet and exercise, and of course, avoiding bad habits like smoking and drinking alcohol. And the rest beyond that is just sort of luck. It turns out that there are quite a few factors that we can control or at least be intentional about that can greatly elongate our lives that are not pills and supplements and things like that. All of those things can come into play, but I think that we really get caught up on the diet exercise and avoiding the bad things and sort of stop there. We'll be back after a quick break. This episode is brought to you by the Dream Job Academy. Does your job bum you out? Do you long to feel excited to spring out of bed in the morning and energized to tackle work you adore? We all deserve to feel like this. Our time on this planet is short. Shouldn't we all spend it doing the thing that makes us forget to eat and pee? But wait, you say, I'm multi-passionate. I have no idea which of my million passions is the right one to make a business out of. That's exactly why I created the Dream Job Academy. Put your million and one passions through my signature Dream Job 
Job Distiller framework, and you'll get back $1 million idea. Plus, you'll walk away with a 30-day action plan and a foolproof system for creating the next one when it's time to add another passion to your portfolio. If you're ready to love what you do so much that you never work a day in your life, snag the Dream Job Academy self-study course at jennyoconnor.com forward slash dream. So I get to give you my first ever disclaimer. So the following is designed to entertain and inform, not provide medical or health advice. Always consult your doctor when it comes to your personal health or before you make any changes to your diet, exercise, or lifestyle. Okay. So you may have heard of a documentary that was recently released on Netflix called Live to 100 Secrets of the Blue Zones. Uh, if, if you haven't heard of it or if you don't know what the blue zones are, they are defined as areas of the world where people live the longest lives, consistently reaching age 100 or above. Um, and they got their name. This is kind of a fun story. An Italian scientist named Dr. Gianni Pez was doing research back in the 90s on Sardinia in Italy, which is just like an island off of the mainland of Italy. And he had noticed that there was a high population of centenarians there and he was making blue dots on a map of Sardinia um, where the highest concentrations of them were located. And eventually all of those dots grew into just a giant blue blob and the name Blue Zones was born. So this movie is trending right now and I am not going to bore you by giving a synopsis of it. And sidebar, I became intrigued about this because one of the blue zones is the town that is literally next door to the town that I grew up in. So knowing nothing about them, I was like, well, it's probably something in the water and I drink the neighboring water. So I'm immortal. (laughs) That is actually a conclusion that I came to. Turns out none of the reasons that the people in Loma Linda live that long are any things that I personally do in my own life. So it's not in the water. But one of the common threads among all of these blue zones that was especially intriguing to me as a multi-passionate and therefore useful to talk about here is the Japanese premise of ikigai. So iki means alive or life and gai means benefit or worth. So life worth or meaning or life purpose. In another blue zone, Nicoya, Costa Rica, they call it plan de vida. And in all cases, it means a clear sense of purpose. So there are five blue zones total and The others, the other three, didn't have anything this overt, like an idiom in their language that describes this life purpose concept, but all of them had a common aspect corresponding to contributing to society, doing something noteworthy, making something to be remembered by, volunteering, donating time and resources, et cetera, et cetera. So... Consider this kind of elusive quality, a state of well-being that arises from devotion to activities one enjoys, which also brings a sense of fulfillment. So this doesn't mean hedonistic pleasures, things that are transitory, that come and go. It's more the sense of a life well-lived, leading, of course, then to the highest and most lasting form of happiness. So let's connect some dots like the multi-passionates we are 
Ikigai is similar to cognitive behavioral therapy, so CBT. It's similar to CBT's emphasis on pursuing activities that pursue enjoyment and a sense of mastery as a means to alleviate depression. It is also related to the concept of flow, which I call losing time, like when you're doing some form of art or you're coloring in an adult coloring book, watercolor, whatever your like favorite pastime is, and you suddenly look up and hours have gone by and it's dark or it's past your bedtime or you've completely forgotten to eat dinner. That's what flow looks like for me. And it's important to note that flow means a voluntary effort to accomplish something difficult and also worthwhile. Ikigai, on the other hand, has the added stipulation that it must bring benefit to others. So it's not simply a personal mission. It's a personal mission that's also for the greater good. But I latched on to this concept because I think that this particular piece of the longevity puzzle comes naturally to multi-passionates. Most of us find it impossible to work jobs we don't like because our hearts crave doing something we love. Even those of us with a good enough job, and what I mean by good enough job is it pays the bills, it isn't stressful, and it doesn't require you to think about it outside of work hours. Even those of us with those kinds of jobs would still rather spring out of bed in the morning excited to begin our day as opposed to doing some drudgery just to get by. But I think we get really hung up on the quote unquote grown up jobs and doing the responsible thing and being realistic, which often includes saying stuff like, I'll write the book after I make my first six figures. No, no, and no. This research from the Blue Zones proves that doing what we're here for is critical. It's how we're designed. It makes us thrive when we love what we spend our days doing. And statistically, it gives us more time to do more of it. So let this be your encouragement to double down on your dream job. Do more of what you love and less of what you hate because it actually is good for you. Now, if you're listening and you're like, Jenny, I know what I don't want to do and I know what I love, but that list is a thousand items long. Which of those thousand items is my ikigai? I get it. I have been there. And finding your ikigai, your plan de vida, is actually the entire reason I created Dream Job Academy. DJA takes the components of ikigai and gives them a multi-passionate bent. First of all, it's short and digestible for squirrel brains and ADHDers. Plus, it comes in multiple formats for all the different learning styles. And then throughout the six modules, you drill down and get really granular about what you most love, what you're most talented at, and what the market actually wants, aka how much demand there is for a certain thing. But where DJA really stands out is the module about core values. That is the module that ensures you, as a multi-passionate, won't pick something that six months down the road isn't going to be compelling to you anymore. 
And the course has been updated to include a lesson on how to filter through new ideas to validate which ones to pursue, as well as a lesson on how to know when to call it quits on a passion project so that you can stop spinning your wheels, wasting your time, buying courses you'll never finish. So you guys already heard the full pitch in the mid-roll. I will stop now, but suffice to say, do your thing. Do not abide by some antiquated notion that there is a more responsible path. This is the healthiest path and you need to live forever so you can cross everything off your bucket list. And isn't it liberating to discover that beyond diet and exercise, there is a tool you can utilize to hack your longevity. And that is something that actually comes totally natural to us. We are hardwired to seek our ikigai. So you are already doing an awesome job. And if you're so close, but not quite there, check out jennyoconnor.com forward slash dream and see if DJA might just be the support you need. So boss fam, if you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful, please share it with other multi-passionates. Also, if you thought this topic was interesting, you will love episode 109, Laura Belgray on being yourself and doing what you want. We talk all about this concept of Ikigai and seeking your purpose, even if it means you have to tell the world tough titties every once in a while. And don't forget to grab your free copy of Lifestyle Design for Multipassionates. This is the guidebook I wish I'd had from the beginning. Answer a few questions about your deepest struggles and get focusing hacks, time management strategies, job suggestions, and confidence-enhancing tools specific to who you are. Plus, learn to steal back 24 hours a month. No big deal. It's just a whole extra day to do more sparkly things. Go and grab your copy today at jennyoconnor.com forward slash good life. And until next time, my sweet friends, remember there is no greater gift you can give or receive than to honor your calling. Now get on out there and do the thing.